It's time for you to be a part of the show. Email or call with questions for Dr. Mike now. Email ask Dr. Mike Smith at radiomd.com or call 877-711-5211. What are you waiting for? The doctor is in. So my first question, my brother-in-law has colon cancer. What can he take to fight the cancer and reduce what doctors call the tumor burden? Thank you. Oh, you know, I thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of review um, the life extension protocol for colon cancer and break it down into what I think are the three most important things that your brother-in-law can do. And if anybody is at risk or has colon cancer, I think these are three areas to focus on and I have some nutrient suggestions for each area and then if we have time I'll, I'll give you some additional considerations um, no other no other information is given here so I don't know the stage of the colon cancer I don't know if it's spread I mean all that does make a difference um, but regardless whether you're stage one or even stage four there are things you can still do to improve quality of life and in some cases reduce tumor burden as the doctors say that's simply how big the tumor is, and, and usually it does refer to met metastatic disease, so it, the fact that his doctors are talking about tumor burden kind of tells me maybe this is more like a stage three, stage four. But regardless, regardless of where you fall, so, so I'm, I'm answering this, this specific question for this listener um, and his brother-in-law, but I'm also speaking to anybody who's at risk or who has colon cancer. The first thing that you have to get, a control, that you have to get control over is inflammation. Yeah, we already know that people with chronic inflammatory conditions uh, of the bowel, you know, like Crohn's disease or, or um, ulcerative colitis, uh, have up to six times the greater risk of developing colon cancer than those without the condition. So we, we already know that inflammation in the gut is not good. Not only does it disrupt how the gut functions in digesting food, absorbing nutrients, and eliminating waste, the inflammation in the gut... Um, can influence other parts of the body. We just did a whole segment on the gut-brain connection. Uh, however, also, information in the gut, when you start damaging the cells that line the intestines, it puts you at major, major risk for cancer development. It does turn out that a high percent of colon cancers, if you actually take a piece of the cancer, like in a biopsy, and you do some assays, you know, you put so you take the tumor out and you you, you put the tumor in a Petri dish and you start looking for, you know, what's going on in these tumor cells. How are they behaving? What kind of enzymes are they using? It turns out that anywhere between like 25 and 35 percent of all colon cancers have a enzyme that's very active in it called cyclooxygenase. Cyclooxygenase is the enzyme that ultimately produces a lot of inflammation in the body. So, so a high percent of colon cancers, when you when you look at them and you assay them, and you know what's going on in these in these in these cancerous cells, turns out that the COX enzyme, cyclooxygenase enzyme, is extremely active. So, colon cancer cells are just kind of like a ball, a tumor of inflammation. It's probably why. The several studies have shown that taking aspirin, there's my first suggestion, aspirin therapy in colon cancer is, I think, very important. Aspirin is a COX inhibitor, directly inhibits this one enzyme that tends to be very active in colon cancers. So aspirin therapy, I think, uh, is, is, is a great place to start. 
There's another enzyme that tends to be very active uh, as well in, in colon cancers and in driving inflammation, and it's called 5-lipooxygenase or 5-LOX. So you have cyclooxygenase, which is a pro-inflammatory enzyme that's very active in colon cancer cells, and you also have lipooxygenase, another pro-inflammatory enzyme very active in colon cells. So again, colon cancer is just like a ball of inflammation. So aspirin inhibits the COX enzyme. Well, what, what can we use to bring down the activity of LOX? Well, we have boswellia. Boswellia is a medicinal tree. It's been, it grows naturally in, in the Mediterranean. It's been uh, used as medicine for thousands of years. Uh, it's where we get frankincense from. And Boswellia is an inhibitor of five locks. So I think personally, if I were at risk of colon cancer or if I had colon cancer at any stage, I would control inflammation and I would begin with, with aspirin therapy and with Boswellia. In, in, if I could throw one more nutrient into this, I would probably throw in curcumin as well from turmeric spice, from turmeric. I, 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 curcumin does have activity against all of these enzymes, cyclooxygenase, lipooxygenase. So I would throw curcumin in there as well. So you have curcumin, boswellia, aspirin therapy, boom. Awesome place to start uh, for colon cancer. So number two, the number two thing you got to focus on uh, – is low vitamin D levels. You've got to get your vitamin D levels up. Uh, a review of nine studies found that for every 10 unit drop in vitamin D, there was a 15, uh, a 15% increase in colon cancer. So if you if you so every so let's say you have a, a, a vitamin D blood level of like 40, which is kind of low in my opinion, but most doctors would tell you that's too high. I think it's too low. But anyways, let's just say you do a blood test and it comes back. Your vitamin D level is 40 nanograms per mil. And it drops to, to 30 over a course of, you know, whatever, a few months. That increases your risk of colon cancer uh, by 15%. And, and, but the reverse is true, too. If you increase it by 10 units, you can decrease your risk by, you know, 10 to 15%. So vitamin D is, is so important. You know, I think your vitamin D blood level for anybody should be between 50 and 80 nanograms per mil. Most conventional doctors will tell you it's probably more around 24 to 30 nanograms per mil. Oh, please, that's deficient. Don't listen to them. You need to be between 50 and 80. And if you have cancer, probably on the higher side of that, 75, 80 nanograms per mil. What is it going to take to get there? Well, you might have to do maybe a couple of shots first, 50,000 units of vitamin D to really bump it up, but to maintain that level of, say, 75 to 80 if you have colon cancer, you probably need between 5,000 and 8,000 international units. The third thing, so the first thing we're controlling inflammation, aspirin, boswellia, curcumin. Number two, we're going to get our vitamin D levels up. Number three has to do with B vitamins and folic acid. Fol uh, folic acid deficiency is associated with greater risk of developing colorectal cancer, cancers. In a large pooled analysis from about 13 studies, including close to a million subjects, people with the highest level of fol uh, folic acid intake had a 15% reduced risk of cancer in the colon versus those who had the least amount of, of folic acid. So, you know, maybe just a real nice high-quality B vitamin could go uh, a long way as well.
So those are the three those are the three main areas that I would focus on if I had colon cancer or if I was at risk for it at any stage. Control inflammation. Aspirin, boswellia, curcumin. Number two, get my vitamin D levels up. 75, 80 nanograms per mil. Number three, good high quality B vitamin, uh, B vitamin that includes uh, folic acid. Very, very important. What are some additional considerations? Well, um, number one is a drug. I'm not against prescription drugs. I don't use, I, I think we overuse them. We, um, Instead of giving nature a chance, we jump right to the prescription. But some drugs are pretty awesome. Metformin, which is a diabetic drug, uh, has been shown to lower. If you take uh, if you take metformin, it can lower your risk of colon cancer by about thirty seven percent. That was a study looking at about one hundred and ten thousand subjects. Why? Well, we know that if you have too much sugar in your system. You have a lot of glycation going on. All of that can spur cancer growth. So metformin decreases sugar. It decreases glycation, and that's probably how it works. And then also garlic, simple garlic. Garlic has been shown to, and this is for just about all cancers, inhibit cancer growth, inhibit new blood vessel growth that cancer needs. It helps to kill the cancer cell directly called apoptosis. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So garlic is something else to consider. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.